What up, Potheads? It's John, in the Edit Bay, coming at you with another Echo Base Nights, which, in retrospect, we should have called Hoth Pockets. I mean, it's obvious now, right? Maybe we'll use that for something else. Anyway, tonight we're going to talk about uh, what we uh, thought of the Rise of Skywalker trailer and the Mandalorian trailer. What we're worried about, what we can't wait to see, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, this is about 30 minute long episode, pretty short. Uh, stay tuned to the end to hear a special message from Ian about something that's coming up or may have started depending on when we release this episode. Hey, John. Hello, I am John. You are John. John, there are some things that have occurred in the, in the Star Wars world. That doesn't sound right. I know. Super weird. We got a lot of stuff coming up, which means we're going to be pumping out more content, hopefully. Allegedly. Allegedly, if if life will get off of our backs for a little bit. Two of the things that are coming up here pretty shortly are Rise of Skywalker and The Mandalorian, both Ooh. of which dropped trailers. And, you know, we final haven't... trailers. Yeah. We haven't well, really I think talked. The Mandalorian's a final trailer. I'm assuming it's I, Two weeks, right? Yeah, exactly, right? If they come <laughs> up with another one, it's going to be a little like, really? Why, why hold out this long? But we got two, two of these trailers, and they're both pretty cool. And now everybody and their dog is going to be doing a trailer breakdown. So instead of going into every single thing and analyzing every frame, and we'll leave that to the professionals. And uh Let's let's start with The Mandalorian. What gets you stoked to watch The Mandalorian from this trailer? The same thing that kind of got me interested in Rogue One. It looks like it's going to be a story that doesn't focus on wiggly finger wizards mm-hmm. with glow sticks. I've always been interested in seeing what the Star Wars world is without the, the Jedi. Because, well, at least according to the prequels, there were around 10,000 Jedi or something like that at the time of the prequels, mm-hmm. which seems like a lot. But if you spread them across an entire galaxy, there's not that many Jedi. Right. And most of the stories that we've gotten so far have revolved around that small click of magic monks. <laughs> it's not because they're interesting or anything like that. No. No, I agree. Not they're all. not interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. Ian, Jedi are not interesting. Right. That's totally what I was getting at with no sarcasm <laughs> involved whatsoever. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that we, we, you've, you've been able to take this step into a larger world. This is Jedi Lovers Anonymous. <laughs> no. Uh... It is not. That's next door. <laughs> The first, the first, the first step to healing is acceptance. No, I agree with you. I, I think it's going to be uh, interesting to see a non-force user-based uh, more, more of that content. Um, is there anything specific in the trailer that is like, oh, I want to see that, or I'm looking forward to seeing that scene? There is a part of the trailer where uh, the Mandalorian, as the title has called him. Uh, appears to rocket pack himself onto the top of a TIE fighter. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we've we never really been that close to a TIE fighter in the live action. I mean, like, 
physically camera like just hovering above the cockpit sort of thing Mm -hmm. i think like the only thing that we've gotten that's similar in in closeness uh doesn't really make sense besides like in cockpit shots is the deleted or changed scene from rogue one it was uh oh yeah it was in the trailer where Jin's like facing down a tie fighter yeah Uh, that wasn't gonna go well for her no it did not seem like it would but so I'm I'm interested to see that because it's it's just it's something familiar, but it's a new angle on it, literally. And from what I've seen of the the toy releases that are upcoming from the different conventions that Hasbro's been attending recently, it looks like the troopers that we the Imperial troopers that we see in it, or the Imperial forces, I should say, are are or will be referred to as the remnant forces, remnant Imperials, mm-hmm. which I don't know if has been canon or if they've just been calling them like remnant Imperial forces, but not like the remnant Imperial forces. I don't from, think like back in the days. Yeah. I think that got axed with, with the canon, canon split. Update. Yeah. Yeah. I think they got that got axed with the timeline split, but again, you know, we're, we're used to it by now, them warming in terms and, and, and other you know sort of popular things and reworking Mm. them for the current canon which i approve of so yeah it'll be kind of cool to see you know the state of the empire and the state of the rebellion right after the civil war has come to at least a, a a slowing point right i am really looking forward to the underworld aspect and exploring that a little bit more and i think like the scenes that really stand out to me are the cantina one where the Mandalorian traps that guy in a door. (laughs) Well, he either traps the guy in the door or chops him in half. It cuts off slightly before. That was a Corrin, right? Yeah, it was a Corrin, the tentacle squid headed guys from Dak, from Dak or Moncal or it's got like five names, dude. And everybody refers to it differently. It's very annoying when one looks at planet. Yeah. Planet too. Uh, one one little like side note. It's like a really dumb thing that I've harped on about in the podcast before that I'm really I really appreciate about the Mandalorian is that I saw three alien species that are familiar from like the the original sort of expanded universe and the original mm. movies and stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, awesome! Like we got the Quarren, we got the uh, we had there's a Twi'lek. There are some Trandoshans. So I was like, oh, good. Yeah, like bringing it back and, you know, kind of connecting, getting more of those. Because I think I think when you bring those sort of iconic aliens into the franchise, it really helps to kind yeah. of connect everything. It's, it's something that's been really lacking from the the sequel trilogy i think i agree because they're just excited to keep making these new creatures but like which is fine right mix in every time we see an old creature he gets blown out of his the bridge of his mon cow cruiser Mm -hmm. and and Uh, poor poor admiral akbar but yeah so i'm i'm excited to kind of see more of that outlaw bounty hunter edge of the known galaxy thing because we've we've seen that before but not not really in the perspective of someone who lives there, right? It's right. always been the Jedi or the good guys are going into Jabba the Hutt's palace, you know, or Luke and Obi-Wan are going into the cantina. Um, you know, it's always an outsider coming in. And mm-hmm. we got a little taste of it in Solo. 
but I think seeing that in a, especially in a mini series where you can kind of explore a little bit further out, it, it it'll be that that'll be exciting. So I'm I'm excited for that. Um, what what do you think the story will be about? What do I think the story will be about? Uh, I think it's going to be about a Mandalorian. Nice. Well, I think it's going to be using him as a focus. You know, he's a Mandalorian. He's this legendary, you know, warrior, but he's probably just a dude trying to get a job done and existing in this chaos. Right. Right. So I think it's going to be using him as a point of view character to bridge the gap between these two very different time periods one that we're very much used to and one that we haven't explored a lot on screen so far. Yeah, my biggest worry about it will be that the the story will follow some very tropey plot. The more I watch the trailers and I I, I hear stuff from the crew, the more I'm worried that we're going to get Firefly in Star Wars. Just just because of what the Mandalorian's profession is is his the side characters um i just i have this really bad feeling that he's going to come across a bounty that he can't morally take and then he has to fight the people looking to get the bounty or something and i've seen that story so much that i'm I'm really hoping that's not what it's about i i I understand that that worry i don't know i kind of i feel like if you're gonna do tropey stuff in a series star wars is a series that can survive it at least in terms of, you know, the space Western genre. Mm. So, yeah, it would be nice if they went out on a limb and did something new and different, but I don't think I'm going to dislike if, it if they if go they down were, the trope track. If they track. were going to, like, copy, not, not copy, copy's not the right word, but be f- similar to an existing property, but I think something like Cowboy Bebop, where there's kind of like an underlying complete story, but not every episode has to be so ingrained in that, that one aspect that yeah, uh, you kind of get funneled into a well-traversed ending. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and I think because it's not like a mini series, it's, 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 you know, like a full season right. of episodes that they have an opportunity to go kind of take that route. Right. So yeah, it's 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 going to be very interesting to see. I'm excited to to watch it to talk about it. Uh, any last minute notes on the Mandalorian before we uh, move on? I am hoping that the last episode will involve some shadowy shadowy boss level type character who, had, in the last twenty seconds of the of the show, uh, leading into the second season, will be, of course be a live action Hondo Anaka. That's, <laughs> that's all I want. I don't really see him him being in there in the very first episode or as the villain for the second season. I don't really see him. I know they have a live action Hondo costume. They used it for Smuggler's Run Galaxy's Edge. We could do Mm. it. I don't really. Yonaka gang in live action. I'm fine with. And then everything will be amazing. I'm fine with Anaka making an appearance and being even being like a major character, but I don't really see him being able to carry the villain role especially that, against that's some... why you put him on the last episode well yeah but like he's a big bad villain and then in the next like few episodes you're like oh he's like of the next season gotcha like, oh, okay he's not yeah not like a whole season long story arc of him being the villain yeah i was like that that wouldn't work he's too lovable scoundrelly 
Right. To be, yeah. To be not, a villain for too long. <laughs> he barely lasted two episodes in the Clone Wars. <laughs> he was barely a villain then. Yeah. Uh, which is hilarious because he's like, the things we see him do is just like, hey, he's kidnapping children and imprisoning people against their will and selling illegal drugs. And we're just like, oh, you rascally scamp, you. <laughs> just because he knows how to like quip. No, that'd be cool. I'd love to see. I'd love to see some some Hondo Anaka. You know, I, I it's, uh, this is actually a good, uh, good segue because with Hondo being alive and well in the Black Spire sort of story, which is a, an in-universe thing that takes place in Resistance, I wouldn't put it past us getting a a, a Hondo cameo in Rise of Skywalker. Maybe just as like a background, you know, nobody actually says anything. He's just kind of there. <laughs> My or maybe he's, he's one of the, you know, the, the ship's captains we cut to in a large battle sequence thing. I could totally see that being a thing. If he's in the large battle sequence, he is sitting off to the side, waiting to see which fleet has got the upper hand before making a decision on which side to join. <laughs> um, but I am choosing. I choose, my head cannon is that in Last Jedi when they contact Maz and she is uh, in the middle of aggressive negotiations. That she is in the middle of aggressive negotiations with the Onaka clan. Oh, that'd be so awesome! That is my head cannon. That just seems like the kind of fun that those two people would have with each other. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, those two characters would work great off each other. Right. Let's get a show about them. Well, yeah. So going to the Rise of Skywalker, then there's a there's some stuff that gets me hyped for for that, too, coming into the trailer. And, you know, the music in that trailer is just sublime. And I am looking. It is definitely not bad beach bar reggae that we're so used to in Southern California. Oh, you know what? As soon as I said the word, I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Uh, boo, boo. But it's just, you know, it does, it does all the emotional welling, uh, at all the right spots. We've talked before about how one of the issues with the sequel trilogy is just trying to cram too many character arcs into the story you know we're dealing with the Mm -hmm. legacy characters we're dealing with the the new characters and then you know adding characters one of the things that i really enjoyed about this trailer in particular is that it seemed to truly only focus on the characters that we know and love and the ones that we we need to see a conclusion to their story that's not to say their stories can't continue on afterwards this is star wars it happens all the time but any new character that comes in, I want them to be treated like new characters that popped into the original trilogy. Like those guys, they didn't have anything about them. They were just like a name and a couple lines. Yeah. And then everything was built up to them and around them with other material going forward. So like General Veers was just a dude. And now he's got a following and a backstory and all this kind of stuff. Let let that be the new characters. You know, give us an interesting guy or gal with two or three lines who's just there to fulfill a little role. And if they're super interesting, let's revisit them going forward. But what I need is appropriate ending stories, appropriate character ending arcs to the characters that we have been going through this series with. And I believe this trailer... Uh, this trailer gives me a little bit of hope that they're really going to focus on that. 
So that's that's something I'm excited about. How about you? Uh, sorry. Um, I was looking for that Onaka badge, and um, then I just started scrolling through the Google image results for Hondo Onaka, and there are some amazing painted portraits of him that I would very much like to get copies of. So what I'm hearing is you didn't hear a word that I just said. So something about story arcs and fathers. I don't remember. I see. I'm fathers. Okay. My yeah, God. I, I totally agree with you. Um, <laughs> I think with with the Force Awakens, um, they're going to introduce us to a ton of characters, and it's going the intro to the new trilogy. So I wasn't really expecting there to be much finished story arcs for people. There's yeah, going to be sure. a lot of let's introduce these people and send them on their journey. For me personally, where uh, where Last Jedi uh, let me down was it kind of felt like a lot of the storylines were rushed. If it wasn't mm-hmm. focused specifically on Rey, yeah. which which is fine, she's she's the protagonist of the new series, so that's all right. But I felt that there was a lot of stuff in Canto Bite that got that got cut that uh, would have helped to make Rose and Finn's journey a little bit more. I don't want to say compelling, meaningful, um, meaningful. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. There's, I think that there was something five minutes that were cut out. So I, I'm hoping like, I know this, this does, this doesn't do the same thing where it takes place right after it takes place. It's like a couple years later or something like that. I, I think I've heard two or three years, which okay. is, which is roughly about the time period we had in between yeah. empire and, jedi i think so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how the, the the handful of survivors of crate reform the resistance mm-hmm. especially now that there is no republic to secretly back them no I, I i agree with you i think uh the the time period in between is gonna is gonna pull a lot and with last jedi the more I, the more i think about last jedi my pendulum begins to swing more towards the middle which is honestly probably a good thing because I think there are a lot of people out there who are in my position where we're just like, we, we saw it, we enjoyed it. And because there was so much kind of hate on it, we just enjoyed it even more out of spite for the people who were yelling at us. And I think the same is, you know, the opposite is true too, where there are people on the other side who didn't like it and just continued to hate it out of spite where in reality, it's probably, you know, a middling film. But the more yeah, I think that, about that's right. That's where I've always been right there. Yeah, I know. But uh, it is I, it is not my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, but it is a Star Wars. But, but at the point. same time, my least favorite Star Wars movie is still a favorite movie. So, right. Like, exactly. But I think that the more I watch it and the more I kind of look at it, I, I feel like Ryan Johnson wanted to tell the story of Ray and Luke mm-hmm. and sidelined everybody else. Like didn't put as much effort into the Luke Ray that he put all of his effort into the Luke Ray Kylo Ren side and had this messy plot for Finn and Poe and Rose to kind of mess with and didn't, you know, that could have used some more straightening out, but I don't think it was like his main interest. So that's why I think those sections of the movie are struggle. And Finn is one of my favorite characters of all time in Star Wars now, and he's definitely my favorite character from the uh, the sequel trilogy. 
but I really felt like the writing let his character down because he just went through the same character arc as he did in in The Force Awakens. So he was basic. We just basically saw him do the same thing with uh, that he did in The Force Awakens again in The Last Jedi. And that's another thing, you know, with this trailer is that Finn plays a very big role in the trailer. We've got some voiceover with him talking to Ray. He appears multiple times. He seems to be he seems to have come into his own as a resistance, as a big deal in the resistance. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see him get more to do. I'd like to see Poe interacting more with the group because he's been a been a major character, but he's kind of always been the B story in the movies. So seeing him and Ray and Finn together is a good sign for me. And man, those spaceships, man, and those locales, the some of those shots, like the the flying ice iceberg essentially in the middle of space that looks cool fighting on top of wreckage lightsaber battle on top of wreckage in the in the middle of a lightning storm in an ocean that looks awesome the ships on ships on ships that looks cool i'm looking forward to those big big moments but i hope they don't lose the little moments in between those those big gigantic scenes and you know what i, I honestly Make it make it three and a half hours. You're ending a trilogy, which is in itself ending a story that is a pop culture phenomena of absurdly epic proportions. Take all the time you need to tell your story properly, especially in this particular instance. I think we don't have room in this film to leave things wanting to to kind of round off this discussion about what's getting us hyped in these trailers what are your feelings about palpatine making a making a palp palp appearance in the next movie uh i i didn't i didn't like it at first i didn't like in the first trailer that we heard him laughing Mm -hmm. i was like oh that means he's gonna be in it i didn't like in this newest trailer all of the stars all of the imperial class star destroyers showing up I like Imperial Class Star Destroyers, and in any other trilogy or any other time period, specifically closer to the original trilogy, I would have been fine with it. Mm-hmm. But then the more I thought about it, the more I thought about how this is the end of the whole Skywalker saga. So it has to wrap up stuff from the prequels that didn't get finished. Right. It has to wrap up stuff from the uh, original trilogy. Um, it has to set up the Ewok adventures because they may take place in the future. Who knows? <laughs> bizarre movies where Ewoks speak English. Basic excuse, excuse. But in Revenge of the Sith, Uncle Pappy is talking to Anakin at that weird Cirque du Soleil in a bubble <laughs> about the tragedy of Darth Plagueis. Have you heard about this? Oh, have, you this? have you heard about the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> um, well, he does mention that Darth Plagueis figured out how to basically become immortal or not well, die. They, they did say that he he even found a way to stop people from dying. I've heard that. I've heard that in this tragedy of Darth Plagueis. John, um, is it possible to learn this power? Yeah, but you know, not from the not from the Jed guys. Oh, um, oh, okay. I, I don't remember exactly word for word, but I'm pretty sure he insinuated that he he knew how to do this. Well yeah, and that's how he turned Vader essentially. <laughs> exactly. So him still being alive or him existing, I should say, because we don't know that he's actually alive. 
uh, right. so to speak. It makes sense to me that he he figured out a way to survive falling what appeared to be into a power supply. I mean, it's it's one of those things where there's like there's enough precedence in extended universe stuff for him to come back. I, I was never worried about like the mechanics of it. I think like you, I was kind of nervous about it at first. I think having Papa Palp be the big, big bad is is a good way to tie everything together. Like you said, I agree yeah, with that. He's, he's the villain of the entire series. Right. Yeah. Um, I am, I'm very much looking forward to, to everything. You know, I think we're going to get, uh, good endings to, to everybody. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Ray going full Jedi. I, I, I'm really curious to see how, how Kylo handles going forward. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm stoked. I'm stoked on it. Get, get, get a little bit of Billy D, Billy D Williams, a little bit of Lando action. Uh, so my brain is slowly turning into blue milk. Yeah, no, the the trailers themselves I'm really excited for. Any any worries I have are pretty minor. Well, I think it's like you said before. It's it's a Star War and it's going to be a Star War and they're both going to be Star Wars, so they're yeah. both going to be fun projects no matter what the result. They'd have to catastrophically screw up everything for me to be like <laughs> See, I'm I'm most what I'm mostly interested in this film is this is going to sound terrible. I'm mostly interested in an ending to see where they take the franchise next. Do you, do you understand? Like it's, I, I get, I get what you're saying because I know you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I can't wait for the, the, the sequel trilogy to be over because I hate it. I'm saying, I'm hoping it, like, I can't wait to see what happens when we're not tied Focusing. to Skywalker. Right. Like, what other stories in this universe are they planning on telling? Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. <laughs> no, no, that's 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 legit. It's just super funny. <laughs> there's there's no gooder way to word that. I am excited for this to be over. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all I got in terms of uh, talking about what we're hyped for, and I guess we we went into some of our worries too. But in the end, it's going to be pretty good. You got anything else to add at the end there? Not, not really. I, I have some other worries about about it, but I feel like I've talked about things that I'm worried about more than I've talked about things I'm excited for. Other than it not, other than it ending, right? Was not my intention. <laughs> um, let me let, let me think of some things I'm interested in. I mentioned that I I, I was nervous about that Star Destroyer fleet. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I like Star Destroyers and. You when when I I think a couple of weeks back or like a week ago I brought that up to you, and you were saying yeah I saw some rumors online that that might be what the new canon katana fleet is yeah something similar and that got me right on board again because uh, I have big hearts for Thrawn very very large uh, blue skinned red eyes hearts for Thrawn why does your heart have eyes so it can study your art dummy <laughs> <laughs> whoa. <laughs> uh, to me, in my mind, there is a 90% chance that there's no way that that's what that is. But there's that 10% chance that they're like, hey, Katana Fleet. We didn't want to make it a bunch of Dreadnought models. So uh, we have a bunch of these Imperial Class Star Destroyer models from, from Rogue One. So let's use those. There you go. Um, what else? What else? What else? In a totally barely related to the movie thing I'm excited about. Uh, of course. Is that the name of 
the water planet with all the Death Star debris. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to remember yeah. what the planet is. I'm going to Google it. Yes, uh, it's not Endor. Star Wars <laughs> and Choppy. Uh, why am I only getting... Camino? No, not even Camino. I'm getting like NASA reports about Mars. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's water on it, apparently. And Death Star start... remains. Whoa! <laughs> uh, which apparently is named... Scrolling through it. Kef Beer? Kef Burr? Kef Burr? English language is weird, and this is not English. Um, <laughs> Burr. It was Burr? that planet was announced by Star Tours. You're, oof. And it's going to be a I'm way more about, interesting. I'm all about Star Tours deep cuts. That is a deep cut. I like Star Tours. Um, I say it was mentioned by Star Tours. It was it was part of an announcement from Disney that that planet will be added to star tours, but I believe it was the first place that that planet was actually named by name. Okay. Uh, not to, not to kind of jump on your boat of like things I'm worried about, but that is not one of star tours. Well, it's one of the things that I'm a little worried about is like, Oh, the death star remains ended up on this planet and all this. I'm like, you're just setting yourself up to, have to bend over backwards to explain how the debris got there. Just, just say it landed on Endor or one of the other plant, or have that new planet be in the Endor system. Like, don't, like, don't, I, don't in, make, in legends, don't make it harder. <laughs> Endor is the giant gas planet that the planet we call Endor orbits, because Endor or the Endor system has two. If I remember right, it has two suns, both named Endor like four planets named Endor. The planet that we know as Endor is a it's moon not even, it's, that it's orbits around all one of them, Endor. along with eight other moons. And then, according to legends, there is also a planet called Elog, uh, Magodi, and Dor. I like Dor. What's, what's going on in canon? Let's go to Dor. Okay, in canon, we have, it has two sets of binary system. Endor and Endor 2 are its suns. And the, or- the planets that orbit around it are Endor and Endor. So good job, uh, new canon people. <laughs> well, again, it, it, because it's new canon, they can just add stuff. But like, I, I that that they 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 don't don't make me have to waste brain power on why is this here. Make it easy enough and, and believable. And and, and. what? The Endor that we know and love is referred to as the forest moon of Endor. What if this moon is like every planet in Star Wars are these moons and each moon is a different biome. So this would be the water planet of Endor. Yeah, the water moon of Endor. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Yeah, just the name of it is what the Ewoks call it in their native tongue. Like, just just make it. I don't want to have to. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't want characters to have to waste lines in the movie explaining to me how these Death Star parts got here. Magic. Yeah, exactly. Force like, magic. Make it be, oh, it's one of the plants in the system. Done. Whatever. If it takes more than two lines to explain how it got there, then I'm I'm done. You know, that that that's the kind of stuff that annoys me because they're just overly complicating things. And it doesn't and it doesn't help that 
there's been this weird, I don't think people remember how little information was given out in the original trilogy. It was, it was, it was the language of movies show, don't tell. And then everything developed around it. Now people are kind of just like, well, this wasn't explained to me uh, outright in nine paragraphs, four different books and eight reference documents. So therefore it doesn't make sense. I, I don't know. I think that's just, I think that's a current generation movie watching problem. But uh, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Rant over. Still excited uh, for the movie, I, even I, if they I, do that. I, I just w- Wikipedia Kiff beer, and it is in fact an ocean moon. It doesn't ah. say where, but it does say the Kiff beer was an ocean moon. Well, I'll let you continue going down that rabbit hole. Uh, I think we're gonna. Close up for this uh, little EBN. A couple quick things. Yes, Mandalorian is coming out soon. We will be watching it and going over it. Uh, yes, we do know that Resistance Season 2 has started back up. Uh, that is also on our list to start up Season 2 of Resistance Recon and getting uh, those out to y'all. Also, keep an eye out for announcements about this year's Kessel Toy Run. Woot. Um, that's going to start up pretty soon, and you know, it was really uh, watching the progress of the Kessel Toy Run last year was a, a really cool, uh, fun, heartwarming experience, and uh, we're happy we got to participate. So, if you guys want to participate, um, we'll have more information uh, at the end of any shows that we make going forward once they get details out to us. And yeah, uh, I think that'll do it. Um, otherwise, look forward to some uh, special guests, uh, returning guests, and perhaps uh, some collabs with other podcasts coming up here in the next couple months. Nothing really set in stone yet, but we're uh, we're trying to do more content for you. Um, so yeah, look forward to that. All right, uh, that's all I got. Yeah, I got I got nothing else. Cool, cool. Get stoked. More Star Wars. Bye. Hashtagins forth. Hashtagins? Oh, hashtagins. That's a great name for like a halfling in D&D. Is it though? Yeah. Oh, my name is Hashtagins. I don't know why he's a pirate. <laughs> well, don't kill Craig. Welcome to the post-credit scene, Hotheads. It's John again. Turns out Ian didn't get around to recording that thing he said he was going to record when we were talking about recording this episode, so I'm here to let you know what's up. The Kessel Toy Run's back, and that's pretty exciting. The Kessel Toy Run is an awesome charity that takes new in-box toys and gives them to kids in hospitals, which is cool, but specifically Star Wars toys, which I think if you're listening to this podcast... You can appreciate. This year, the event is running from November 1st, so already started, to December 18th, and supports um, the Emergency Department of Memorial Care Miller Children's and Women's Hospital of Long Beach, as well as the Ronald McDonald House of Long Beach. Now, there are a couple ways to donate, one of which being taking a new and undamaged inboxed Star Wars toy and sending it directly to the Kessel Toy Run, at 3217 Carson Street, number 11, Lakewood, California, 90712. 
Alternatively, they have an Amazon wishlist, which I would read the URL for, but it is incredibly long, so I'll put the links in the doobly-doo. Now I'm sure that there is a ton more information that Ian wanted to get by when he recorded this, but uh, he didn't. So maybe on the next episode, um, that's it for now. So uh, we'll see you again when all the entities in the indoor system align and become one large, massive indoor. Does that make sense? I'm going to turn my mic off now.